Born in 1954, his early career was in television. He was one of the top directors of the 20th century, responsible for critically acclaimed series Brideshead Revisited and Prime Suspect. But in 1975, he was let go on a corporate restructuring, so he decided to write. His first novel, Killing Floor, hit the bestsellers list immediately, and since then, every one of his 22 books have made the list. Originally from England, born to the name Jim Grant, this man has become one of the best thriller writers of modern times. We're talking about the author whose character Jim Reacher has captivated millions of readers worldwide. His name, of course, Lee Child. Great talking with you, Lee. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much, sir. You've got a new book, A Wanted Man. This is the uh, 17th uh, Reacher novel. Yes, it is. And uh, uh, <laughs> it's exploding. I've <laughs> um, been watching the news, the uh, the ticklers, uh, for a couple of weeks now. It's. It, I think it's going to be huge for you. Yeah, it's been out nine days. It's doing really well so far, and I'm very happy about that. Fantastic. Um, Lee, I'd like you to spend a minute, if you can, and just give our audience a, uh, a thumbnail uh, sketch of, uh, of the book. Would you do that? Yeah, it's a pure what-if proposition. This is how I write. I, uh, it starts out in midnight in the middle of nowhere. Reacher has got to go a long distance, so naturally he hitchhikes. He sticks out his thumb. Eventually he's picked up by a car. There's three people in the car, two men and a woman. Off they go down the interstate at 80 miles an hour. Now, what if within 30 minutes he discovers that all of them are lying to him about everything? They are not who they say they are. What if up on the horizon there's a police roadblock? What are you going to do? Well, what you're going to do and what I'm going to do might be different than what Reacher is going to do. He stays in the car. The situation gets worse and worse until he has to deal with it. That was the proposition for the story, and that's how I like to write. Just start out and see where it goes. I have no plan, no outline. It's all about what are the circumstances, what are the characters going to do. Wow. So have you constructed every novel this way? I mean, just out of your head, just dreaming this yeah, up in the scenario? Yeah, it's improvised as I go along. It's just telling myself the story along with the reader, because mm. I want to feel that same excitement. You know, I really mm. hope that the reader, let's say the reader has got to go eat dinner or something like that, then the reader just can't wait to get back to the book to find out what's going to happen. And I want to feel the same thing as a writer. I get up in the morning, sit down to write. I want to know what's going to happen. I want to be excited about it. Mm. If I had a plan, I don't think I would be. I'd have told myself the story. I would know how it came out. I wouldn't be interested in it anymore. I'd want to move on to the next thing. So it's all about making it up on the spur of the moment, like real life. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen on the next page. Neither does the reader. Hmm. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Um, unlike, uh, <coughs> excuse me, unlike uh, Jeffrey Deaver, you know, I talked to him uh, a while back, and he uh, he'll, he'll do an outline for eight months. So it's it's um, it blows me away. It's absolutely fascinating that uh, you. Um, uh, yeah, well, you picked on a great example there. I mean, Jeffrey and I are good friends. Oh, you are. <clears throat> yeah, I know him well, and we are the exact polar opposites of one another. He mm -hmm. does a fantastic detailed outline. I don't want to even do one word of an outline. Um, <laughs> but that's writers for you. You know, talk to 10 writers, you'll get 12 different methods. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Sandra Brown does it her way, and uh, Lisa Gardner, you know, who started writing romance novels, does her, her way. Yeah, it, it, it blows me away. I love the creative process, and uh, I, I fully understand that. 
Well, let me um, let me get into a couple things. I know we don't have a lot of time today because you're on a uh, whirlwind book tour, but um, um, where does "when in doubt, turn left" come from, Lee? We we uh, see that we we we've seen that thread th- for you know for years, and where does that come from? That I've, that interests I, me. I have no idea. I, I I guess I heard it somewhere, and I tried it, and you know what? It works. Last night I had an event. Uh, outside of Chicago, it was unclear as to exactly uh, where it was. We came to this particular T junction. I said, "When in doubt, turn left." We turned left. We found it. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but it works. Well, yeah, yeah. If you if if you can ground yourself, which is hard to do, but if you can ground yourself, you know, minute by minute, um, uh, consequences do happen. Left, right, back, forward. You know, one step this way, two steps back, whatever. It, it does yeah. happen. I think it's uh, part of the universal uh, uh, dynamic of life. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it, it was just very interesting because I've had uh, I've had this question in my head for for many years. And and also another question is, Reacher's, Reacher's fixated on numbers, sequential numbers, and combination of numbers. Where does that come from? That's a kind of personal thing because you know how ah. families get set into a stereotype. My elder brother, who uh, was the scientist, you know, he was mm. great at science. He still is, as a matter of fact. He's a nuclear scientist. Mm. And yet, in a, and in our family, it got kind of set in stone that he was the scientist, I was the arts guy. <laughs> and I sort of, uh, at one point, I started to to think, all right, I'll show him. And and it was for my father's birthday every year, whatever age he was, I would try and give him an interesting fact about that number and uh i had to learn it myself but it was just a little provocation to him to 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 remind him hey i can do this stuff too you know and it did become a fascination and i transferred that to reacher he loves numbers he loves the little facts about numbers Mm -hmm. the um the, the pin number on his atm card is uh 8197 which is 81 is the only number where the square root is the same as the sum of the digits. 97 is the biggest prime number, less than 100. Things like that, little trivial facts, is what make Reacher tick. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. Um, a personal note, how many, how many um, brothers and sisters do you have? I have three brothers. It's mm. a four-boy family. One of them is, is the baby. He was a kind of late... A late arrival. It was three of us for a long time, and then a fourth. Hmm. Hmm. Crazy. When did you uh, When did you come to the United States, Lee? You were born in England, right? Uh, yeah, Worked I was born in, in England. I, hmm. uh, my ambition was always to live in New York. Ever since I was a little boy, I'd seen pictures of it, and I just hmm. felt that's the place for me. But I didn't get here until much later. It was uh, about 14 years ago we moved, and uh, finally, I'm so I'm living my dream. Finally. Yeah. You like New York. I love New York. Yeah, yeah. I, I love cities. I'm a city boy, and New York is yeah. the greatest city in the world. I I agree. I'm originally from Stamford, Connecticut, and I migrated out here about 25 years ago. But uh, every time I go back, when I hit the landing, when I hit the tarmac, and get out on uh, the curb and uh, start flagging down a ride, it's like get the hell out of the way. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, baby, I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> New York state of mind. Yeah. So, um, are the Yankees going to make it this year, buddy? Come on, they got it. I, 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 I just think they're going to do it. 
I, you know, they're always going to do it. Just, you can't argue with statistics. 27 World Series, you know, right. the chances are, yeah, they're going to do it. I sure hope so. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, listen, uh, um, uh, another question. Um, your books, um, most of them are located in small towns, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very interesting. Uh, I'm an art director by trade, and so I I get the creative process and everything. But but why do you why do you choose small towns um, for a reason? Uh, is that to not uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the heck I'm asking, but uh, why small towns? I mean, is it to connect with the population that you're writing to, or is it just something that you developed early on? Well, you know, not really connecting with the readers, because by definition, Mm -hmm. most readers are where most people live, you know, which are urban, suburban areas. Uh, I just find small towns in America inherently fascinating, plus... The character of a reacher, the wanderer, you know, the the mysterious stranger, he needs a kind of large and open landscape for that kind of story to work. And so that's his natural habitat, I guess. Although there have been, he's been in cities, he's a couple of stories in New York and here and there, but he seems to be the best fit, you know, out there on the open road where you, you're traveling for hours and then you come up to this small town that maybe 50 years ago was bypassed by the interstate so it's a little bit down on its luck and there are things happening there those are the inherently fascinating stories yeah i agree um uh ridley pearson has written uh, four books surrounding the uh, sun valley idaho area you know a local small town sheriff but he gets into some some uh uh really interesting uh uh situations so i i can see that and I agree. You know, we uh, uh, we're stuck out here in uh, in uh, suburbia. We're stuck out here in the in the uh, sticks, and uh, I think this is one of the reasons. Um, well, when I got to Idaho, I started reading a lot more because it's so vast out here. So uh, yeah, I can I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, um, uh, we've had a number of. Well, I, actually, I've been I've been reading quite a bit of press about uh, Tom Cruise being, yeah. being picked. Um, uh, we've got about a minute left. Um, can, you, can you throw our audience a bone and uh, tell us why Tom Cruise is picked well, to, to play know, Reacher? They're going to find out why, because right now we're in this awkward limbo period when uh, mm. nobody's seen the movie yet. But right. I, have, I have seen it, and my mm. choice was kind of justified, I think, Cruz is two things in one, you know. On the outside, he's a gigantic movie star and a celebrity. But on the inside, he's a character actor that works hard through the words, through the script, into the story. Mm-hmm. And amazingly, for a big star like him, he has no ego as an actor. He does not want you to see Tom Cruise on the screen. He wants you to see Jack Reacher on the screen. And it really works by some kind of magic, the magic of acting. He becomes that person. And I know that's a leap for a lot of people, but hang in there. Trust me. Watch the movie. You will come out thinking you have seen really? Jack Reacher walk and talk. It really works. Really? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, because we're waiting on pins and needles here. I mean, uh, there's so much discussion. I know uh, even on a national level, there's just a lot of a lot of buzz about this. I 
boy. So you've seen it and it works, huh? <laughs> yeah, he he nails it in a way that you couldn't you couldn't explain in a million years because really? you know they they work in a different way than the rest of us. But it works. It works great. It's a great movie. It's the kind of movie they don't make anymore, except now they have made it. Yeah, right. And I understand um, the rights are given on all the Reacher books. Yeah, they uh, they have options on all of them, and if this one works, no doubt they'll do more because you know the. the just like the books are a, a series, I think they would like the movies to be a series, too. Yeah, right. And um, are you involved on a technical aspect uh, in the movies, or are you just on the I tried to stay out of it, because I honestly believe that you can't do anything by committee. They don't need me watching over their shoulder. But they have been very generous, very friendly, very inclusive. I've, mm. I've actually been involved a lot on an unofficial level. They gave me a little cameo in the movie that... Mm. The whole thing was a very friendly and, and fun experience for me, and uh, I've enjoyed it, yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> wow. Well, we're going to be waiting on pins and needles. Uh, um, December 21 it comes out, so uh, yeah. you know that's the time to start talking about it when more people have seen it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll pick that up next time then. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, um, uh, look it. I know you're on a uh, short leash today. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. I've got to run for a plane, otherwise we could talk all day. Yeah, thank you, sir. I'd like to catch you down the road. Uh, be safe. And, uh, folks, I want everybody out there to grab that book as quick as you can. A Wanted Man, um, absolutely insane book. Um, the 17th Jack Reacher novel by Lee Child. Lee, thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. All right.